time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It is March 28th. Good to have you here with us. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. We're so grateful to have you here as a listener. Again, our commitment is to bring you timely information in audio format that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. This time last week, I was in Fontainebleau, North South Beach, outside of the war zone. There's a gunfire going on. We had a reception in South Beach and guns blazing, police all over. It's just crazy what goes on in these spring break crowds. But anyway, we were at the Fountain Blue. You can only imagine what that looked like with a whole bunch of spring breakers and convention goers all mixed in together. That was kind of interesting, but good to be back with you. We had a great conference at TMC. We're just excited to be back. Again, we've got some timely information for you that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. That's what this podcast is about. Some of the timely information we have for you today is we've got SnapDocs presenting today. We have Brianna Ings, who is Vice President of Product Development, and she's going to be talking about a new product they're releasing specifically in the context of how important it is to increase operational efficiencies in light of this current environment. We find ourselves with shrinking margins, rising interest rates, less business. So really looking forward to having Brianna come on and talk with our audience in the Hot Topics segment. Jack and I met up with her late last week, really encouraged by her view of the markets, and you'll definitely want to pay attention to this podcast as you can discover new ways to operate more efficiently. So anyway, stay tuned for the Hot Topic segment. Anyway, I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Be sure to check out Mike Pratt and Tony's financial review. we got to get him back on talking about what's going on with interest rates. Substantially greater increase than anyone really saw happening is going on. We also then want to say a special thank you to Anastra's Fusion Bot Mortgage Solution. They have great products and they have an LOS. They have a point of sale technology. And so I encourage you to check out the podcast with Karen Jenkins talking about where that product is going as long as the more recent one. Chris Zingo was on on March 7th. We also then want to say a special thank you to the Lenders One. That last conference we were just at in Phoenix was amazing, as well as the Mortgage Collaborative. Thank you for their sponsorship. They did a great job. Rich Zubinski did an awesome job running this. And what, there was one particular thing that was just so fascinating that they did. They had a mock presidential debate. It was three individuals speaking up there. One was for get back into the office. The other one was against getting back in the office. And the third one was a hybrid model. And we had so much fun with that. It was a fun debate, but it was really interesting. I wish you could have been there and we're going to be actually check out because we are going to have them on the podcast. So we'll let you know when that is. Anyway, so that was just a couple weeks ago. Be sure to check that out. Also, I want to say thank you to Total Expert. I had a chance to sit in several sessions where Total Expert was presenting what they have built and what they're doing with their purpose-built CRM and customer engagement platform is nothing less than amazing. And now you're able to start tracking what's going on with borrowers that you have not funded loans from, that you have leads on, and looking at certain aspects of their credit, for example, and when they're ready to go. So they have a credit monitoring feature they just turned on. Joe Weilu on uh, March 14th talked a little bit about that, but go back and listen to that podcast. 
Also, Knowledge Coop, they're launching their new version of the Coop on April 1st. We're going to have Ken Perry on talk about that, as well as Mobility MMI and Modex. Both of these companies do a great job of helping you recruit the right officers, loan originators, and bring them in with confidence of what they've represented is, in fact, true. Check out both of these. And if you have any questions on how to use these, give me a call. I have got so many ideas of new ideas of how to use these two powerful tools when it comes to recruiting. Of course, we've got SnapDocs as a sponsor. So thrilled. We've got Brianna, as we said earlier, going to be with us in the Hot Topics segment, as well as Success Kit. If you want to increase your closing rates now, you can do so by introducing social proof. I love this concept of real social proof. This is where you get people talking positively through case studies and talking and giving references on your business. You need to check this out. If you're an LO, you should use this. I don't care if you're a big company. You should be using this. Check out successkit.io. Also, Lenders Toolkit, they do a great job. And, well, it's form-free. Thrilled to have form-free with us. And then DW Consulting, Debbie Wymus. We're so excited to have all of our sponsors. And a big thank you. Go to our sponsor page on our website, Lick It On Lending, so you can see all that is going on there. Thank you so much. A special thank you to Alice, Alan, Rob, Les, and, of course, Matt and Jack. So glad to have you here. Welcome to the Hot Topic, everybody. It is March 28th, and we're very excited to have joining us today, Brianna Ings. She is Vice President of Product at SnapDocs, one of our sponsors, and she's here to talk about a new product they're releasing. And uh, we're really excited to have you here, Brianna. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Good to have Very you. Very thrilled here. to be here with you. Well, Great I've, talk so far. There's so much going on in the industry, and what you guys are doing with your eClose solutions and everything that you're creating is really creating a buzz in the industry. When we were at the TMC conference, there was a lot of buzz about you guys, but we want to first all let our audience just get to know you, Brianna. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to where you're at today. Yeah, so excited to meet everyone uh, on the call. So as David said, I'm the VP of product at SnapDoc. So my career has been in building products. I got into the mortgage industry four years ago at SnapDoc. So I'm a data nerd, love solving complex problems. I met our CEO, Aaron, and he showed me more about the industry and how complex it was. And I knew I would love solving those problems. I think everyone knows, even just from the talks earlier, how complex things are. And it's been such a fun journey building our digital closing products and really excited to share more about the new products we're launching. But a little bit more about me. I live in lovely, sunny San Diego. I don't know if you're in a cold environment, but it's nice and sunny and, and 70 here. <laughs> That's the life I live. And I just love about every type of sport. So I'm thrilled that baseball's back. I've got mm-hmm. tickets to opening day with the Padres. Uh, it was a uh, sort of touch and go there on, on how much the season would actually take off. And if you're into sports, you got to be watching March Madness right now. My bracket's completely destroyed. I mean, if you pick the Peacocks, you're a unique one, making it all the way to the eight here. I know, crazy. So I just wish my alma mater, University of Virginia, didn't have such a bad season and, and could have participated in the tournament. But it's still been fun. These games have been amazing to watch. Well, it is fun to get to know you a little bit and also your love for sports. It's fun. I always ask for a little more engagement when we get into the sports topic. But tell us a little bit more about SnapDocs and what you do there specifically. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier we're a digital closing provider. And really our whole company philosophy is built on this hypothesis and theory that a lot of the closing process and really the mortgage transaction overall is challenging because of the fragmentation. As a lender, you work with thousands of title partners. Those title companies work with thousands of notaries. And then you've got borrowers at the center of that. 
So that leads to these manual, opaque, dynamic processes that are really inefficient and create a poor borrower experience. And so our mission is to change that. And we do it by connecting together all of these participants to create what we like to talk about as the perfect closing experience. So that's one that's error-free, transparent, faster, more secure, and less work. And so we've got hundreds of lenders and title companies that are using our platform to digitize their closing process today. Pretty exciting. But anyway, with interest rates rising and the real estate transactions declining, what impact do you see this is having on the market? Yeah, I mean, that's what everyone's been talking about earlier today. As these interest rates are rising, obviously everyone's seeing transactions decline. And what we're seeing is this higher mix of purchase versus refinance. And with our customers, we're seeing a few trends as a result of sort of what's going on in this macro environment. First, these refi-focused lenders are needing to focus their efforts and become competitive in a purchase market, which requires shifts to to sort of how they think about winning business. Across the board, it's more competitive, right? There's fewer transactions Mm -hmm. to go around, and so companies are really focused on how can I create the most competitive borrower experience, boost referrals, cross-sell into other lines of business. And then the biggest area, companies are looking for ways to reduce their cost per loan. So how can they increase the team's capacity? What are these full bodies of work that I can sort of eliminate and so I can get my people working on higher value tasks. And so we've seen those sort of blessing in disguise for lenders in trying to figure out how they're going to solve these problems is that with fewer transactions, they can come up for air after the craziness that was 2020 and 2021. And they're using this as a time to sort of look at their whole tech stack, evaluate it, and then roll out and adopt new technologies, really focus on making sure that they're getting the value that they need to from technology across their organization. It is a challenging and how to get the value because everyone's looking at where things are at. And we were actually talking with you at, before Jack and I last week, we're talking about how you can actually save money through that. Alice, let's get over to you. Ask a question. Well, me, Dave, I'm going to always focus on operations, right? That's a big part of my world. And so what specific levers can lenders pull to combat margin compression today to reduce the operational costs? Yeah, when we were prepping for this call, I talked about it's a great time to evaluate technology, but technology can also be death by a thousand cuts. So when you're evaluating technology providers and solutions in this world, especially in this market environment, you really want to find solutions that are going to help you cut a lot of expenses. Um, especially as you look at the, the way you operate business, if you can move any of the fixed costs that you have and variableize it, that's sort of an ideal world. And so I think that's a, a great place where SnapDocs and digital closings in general fit in. I talked about the manual process today is riddled with these inefficiencies that lenders have solved with teams of people. And so if you could replace that with a technology solution for each closing, it really helps your operating costs. And so there's inefficiencies in the closing process in general with coordinating thousands of settlement partners that lenders work with. But it's also really time consuming. And this is what I want to focus a lot of today on where a new product is very time consuming QC work to catch manufacturing defects and prep documents for investor delivery. And so digital closings, where a portion of the closing documents are electronically signed, is sort of one way to reduce costs. But we recognized there was more we could do to work towards a world where we completely eliminate errors from closing transactions. So that's why we're launching this new product. We call it Closing QC. That not only reduces the QC costs that lenders incur, 
but it can actually reduce the manufacturing defects overall. Therefore, obviously, the downstream risks and indemnification, buyback risk that occurs when you have those manufacturing defects. Well, there's no question that these defects get expensive, and the best way to do a cure is like this. So, Jack, I say that you were able to rejoin in on the dialogue here, and you were a part of that pre-call that we had. Jack, good to have you back. Sorry to hear that your internet went down. Good to have you live by a cell phone. I was about to ask Brianna to delve in a little more about the quality issues, you know, that occur Mm -hmm. on a typical file and what impact this has on lenders that see these repetitive manufacturing defects. Yeah, so, I mean, this is the problem we saw across our customer base, and this hopefully resonates with a number of the people dialed in, but they've got a lot of time that they spend trying to prevent these manufacturing defects, get documents prepped for investor delivery. So we've seen a couple things. One, they're spending about 20 minutes per loan checking that every document was returned, that key signatures are on the document, and that the correct documents were signed. Maybe they did a redraw, and they're worried that the wrong pages got signed and it could be sending the wrong terms to an investor. And then they're spending another 15 minutes organizing the documents in the appropriate stacking order for investors, ensuring that they've got the appropriate sort of documents that investors require. Maybe they've got some technology to do that, but it doesn't work for all of the pages, so they're needing to sort through PDF. So that's the time. They're spending a lot of time on it. But even still, because this is a manual process and manual processes aren't perfect, they end up with these manufacturing defects and incur a deficiency rating. And so we've actually had some beta customers using our functionality. And in those QC transactions we've been running through our system, we've seen that as much as 20% of transactions have an important document missing that wouldn't have gotten necessarily found. And so the question is, imagine you could save all those minutes and reduce manufacturing defects. What sort of impact and, and savings would you have per closing and sort of combating the margin compression trend? Jack, let's get you to the next question. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about SnapDocs and the place they're at where they can help lenders succeed in an environment where originations are trajecting down and margin is compressing. So why is SnapDots at a place where they can be of benefit to lenders? Yeah, well, let me first share sort of the, the QC functionality that we're launching and how it'll solve those problems for lenders. So we really break down our current functionality into three parts. And Jack, we were talking earlier, you'd like to get into the details. So sharing a little bit of this for you so you can really understand how it works. So we collect the big giant PDF signed documents from the settlement company or notary. And what we first do is we automatically classify every page using AI. And so we know what document it is. And we make sure that the name's correct, standardized, and we deliver it to the appropriate folders in your LOS so that it's ready for investor delivery. And then we check all of those documents for if there are any important ones that are missing. And that makes sure that all of the documents were actually returned. And then we come through and we check and make sure that all of those documents were actually signed correctly. We actually scan the document for signatures, for notary stamps, for dates, for check boxes on those that often get missed or incorrectly signed. So we've got those three main parts, and that's really just the beginning. In the future, we're also planning to check key loan data, make sure it's consistent within the documents, like the name, the loan amount, but it also matches the data that you have in your origination system to make sure it's all correct. And then we'll also have automated workflows with settlement, the notary borrower, to automatically resolve the errors so that we can ultimately guarantee that documents coming back 
through SnapDocs are accurate. And so I mentioned we've had this product live with some beta customers. We're seeing some real results, increased staff capacity. So customers have realized three to four X increase in closings per closer. So loan capacity and those closers are saving about three hours of time per closer per day, which is huge for being able to run efficiently. And then they've actually seen a reduction in errors. They've been able to catch more errors more quickly and get those resolved which has reduced their deficiency rating and then time to release funds and sell to investors. So that's sort of the specific functionality with our closing QC product that we're launching. But one aspect of SnapDocs that I think makes us really be able to deliver this type of functionality and actually drive these results for customers is this aspect of scale. Oftentimes you talk to lenders and they, they can't implement a technology on all of their transactions. And then you don't solve the efficiency problems because you've got a subset of loans that are going through some old, slow, error prone process. And so what we've really focused on is helping lenders get and achieve scale so that you have this one single new process that's more efficient. And we've designed the whole company around how we do that. It's represented in how we design our platform. We think about it not as a technology problem, but also network problem. And so we've got the largest settlement network to ensure adoption. And then we support that with a team. We have an amazing team of experts who have implemented hundreds of lenders and they provide hands-on support through the entire journey. So I think that's what has made us really able to deliver a product in this space. Yeah, very interesting. So I have a question. You mentioned about the document checking and as we know, OCR can get a little fussy with non-standard documents. And you mentioned kind of a two-part question. You mentioned that you virtually have a guarantee on the accuracy. So that must mean that your platform can support all these non-standard documents that can come in if somebody is perhaps delivering to multiple investors. Yeah. So I should say the guarantee will come in a future version. The first version we have live now (laughs) is sort of check, but we do support non-standard documents. And the way we're able to do this is we've leveraged technology that we built earlier on in the transaction. So there's another part of our product where we automatically digitize documents for e-signature. And in that, we needed to solve for sort of custom documents, non-standard documents. And that's allowed us to collect a vast set of documents. And we, we needed to build algorithms that don't need to be templatized and can be more dynamic based on what we see on the document. And so, yes, this workflow does allow for us to sort of have this automated solution for non-standard documents as well. So that depending on the investor you're selling it to, you can sort of get the right checks regardless of how unique the documents are. That's really good. Let's get to some of the questions that are coming in from listeners. One of the ones that Alice just touched on was one of the questions that has come up several times from several of our listeners. One of them has to do with the OCR error rate. And Alice said perfectly on the non-standardized documents. How are you handling that? And what is the error rate that you're seeing? And how does this compare to the competition? Yeah, that's a a great question. So what we're seeing is we've got our AI running and it's about 99% accurate. And then for that 1%, we have a human in the loop process, especially when we introduced the missing signatures. We wanted to make sure when you were getting the report back from SnapDocs, you'd be confident that it was correct. So we do have a human in the loop process to review any of those documents that our AI wasn't confident in and to have that human review step in there to make sure that Over time, we can even improve those models and feed new training data back into our model. So this is a a very high accuracy rate. Many sort of competitors, if they have sort of AI technology solutions, they, 
either won't be able to get to that level of accuracy because they don't have the, the specific training data like we have from the hundreds of thousands of closings, or they don't invest in the human in the loop process to constantly retrain the data to make sure it's accurate. And so with those two things sort of combined, it's allowed us to deliver a, a highly accurate process. Yeah, 99.9 percent. That's phenomenal. I think the AI is a big component of that. One of the questions say, how is she doing it? The answer is AI and the human in the loop. I love that expression. We are always going to have to have humans in the loop as good (laughs) as technology is getting. But talk more about the AI component. Several people are wanting to know, is it true AI? Is it machine learning? What level of technology is this operating at? AI can be a broadly used wide term. And it sounds like this person has a strong technology background. So they want to know, is it AI or machine learning or what rules-based? What is it? Yeah, I wish we had our head of data science on the call. He could answer much more precisely than I could. But it's an algorithm that learns based on a set of training input data. So it allows us to model. We take a set of training data, which is the known output, Mm -hmm. and the algorithm sort of builds variables that can detect those trained outputs. And then we apply that to new data. And then it learns as new training data gets added. That, that's so good. When you say it's learning, that's AI, folks. I mean, only AI is truly out there learning based on previous results. That's good. I love the fact that you have a human in the loop. One of the questions that just came in, it says, talk about how you can achieve scale. Several listeners, could you expand on that? How are you doing that? And by the way, we're a Snapdocs user and we love them. They have been such a fabulous partner. Customer service is over the top. So nice kudos to you from one of your customers who happens to be a lister. Yeah. So I think a lot of it comes down to both the product and that team. So thank you so much for the kind words, whoever wrote in with that. But we've got a, a customer success team that are experts in sort of how you actually adopt and roll out digital closing technology across your customer base. And then we've designed the product such that it really can run in the background. There's not a mm. lot of point and click buttons you need to click in order to action things. And so it's very much integrated with the loan origination system. When things are clear to close, it can kick off the, the closing getting created in SnapDoc. And then once everything's done, they just automatically into the LOS. And so we've got this team of experts that then helps lenders strategize in how they'll actually roll out and adopt the platform across their loan base. And many will roll it out on sort of a region-by-region basis, and they might start early on with making it opt-in to just get the lay of the land and understand the new process. But then once it works, the most successful thing we've seen in achieving scale is changing digital closings to be sort of an opt-out type model where lenders can use our system and we can figure rules to know what type of digital closing it can be. And then any closer or loan officer is sort of auto-opted into that unless there's a specific reason they want to opt a borrower out because they want to sign via pen and paper, for example. And so those sort of best practices that we've seen across our customer base enable our sort of team of experts to work with lenders to strategize on how to actually successfully roll out the technology across their business, depending on the uniqueness of how it's set up. If it's very region-based, if they've got central ops, they can partner with you to figure out the best way to build that confidence early and then get it to scale. Very interesting. Alice, as you're listening to this from an operational, any other questions you have for her? I guess it does sound like you're using this primarily post-closing. Is there a use case for this pre-closing as well? Totally. I think especially as we add 
the functionality to be able to detect if there's actually any error in the data of the document. So checking that the loan amount's right, the interest rate's right, the name's consistent. We can be pulling those checks earlier on pre-closing so that we preemptively catch them before the documents are actually signed. So I think there's certainly areas further upstream that we can be doing some of these checks to actually prevent redraws and, and things like that. Good question, Alice. Jack, as you're listening to this, as we get ready to wrap this up, any other thoughts? Well, yeah, it's the repetitive question that I ask a lot. And so how, Brianna, well are you at SnapDocs integrated in with the, the myriad of loan origination systems out there. So have you built a number of integrations so that the user community can leverage this technology? Yeah, we've taken a very API first and tech agnostic approach to our platform from the beginning. That was one reason why we built the AI initially to automatically digitize documents. So it's compatible out of the gate, regardless of the doc prep that you use. So we've taken a very API first, you can even Google and look at our APIs online, very much sort of open and, and tech agnostic from the beginning. And then that allows us to really work with whatever loan origination system a lender uses. We form partnerships with origination systems, and then we can also work with lenders on a lender by lender basis to get an integration set up for them. So it's definitely a, a key part of our overall company and product strategy. I always like tech solutions that eliminate or mitigate stare and compare solutions, David. That's so true. And that came out when you were building the correspondent division there at Texas Capital Bank. We spent a lot of time talking about this very thing. You guys are leaders in the e-signature space. Any new products that are coming out or any developments there that you want to talk briefly about? I'm so excited about what you have done and built and many others are. So where do we stand with the whole e-signature initiative and what you're going on? And also, what is the rate of adoption? Is it getting any better? Yeah. So in addition to this closing QC product, the other big investment for us on the e-closing side is really helping the industry adopt more and more e-notes and ROMs. And one of the big challenges that we've heard is that knowing where an e-note's accepted, which investor what are their rules around acceptance from a remote online notarization perspective? What counties, states, my title underwriter, are they going to care, are going to accept it? And so we partnered with MISMO on an eligibility okay. exchange to collect this robust data from the industry. It's also super time-consuming. Investors are telling all of their lenders what their rules are. Every lender is going to all of their investors. So really inefficient. So we're collecting all this data together in a central platform in a partnership with MISMO and then bundling that into an eligibility engine that will tell you how e your loan can be. And so that type of technology, we're seeing high adoption of hybrids today. That's a little easier to know where mm -hmm. it's eligible. And then we've seen a bigger set of lenders that have implemented and a small set of those that have scaled it. And then we're starting to see that that start to take off. But I think this eligibility engine will help a lot to help you know and not need mm -hmm. to think about where you can actually legally do it. Very exciting. We could go on on this topic. You guys are clearly leaders in the space. Encourage anyone who has not gone out and requested a demo or spoken to someone at SnapDocs, encourage you to do so. Again, we've had as our special guest today, Brianna Ings. And Brianna is Vice President of product at SnapDocs. 
kudos. You have a great vision and the team does. I'm just thrilled to have the opportunity to work with you guys on a regular basis. Thank you for all that you're doing for the industry, especially an e-everything initiative. You guys are doing so much to make this happen for our industry. Big participants in pushing this important initiative forward. Thank you, Brianna, for being with us. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. It was. It was good. All right, folks. Next week, we have Jack Connick joining us of Wiener Brodsky Kiter. Jack and Brian Montgomery, they did a presentation at the Lenders One event in Phoenix three weeks ago. And the comments that were made there just said, I've got to get both these guys on the podcast. So we're working on it. We got Jack starting off. I just teased that conversation a little bit. Jack said, if, if the CFPB were to be running the highway department, your speed limit signs would read something like this. To find out what we think is the appropriate speed for this highway, check our website for a recent enforcement action. And from that, you should be able to draw a conclusion what we think is the right speed limit for this highway. How ridiculous would that be? Obviously, there's just not great amount of guidance. This environment is one of the most action prone that we've seen ever. And it was just paramount to what we're doing as far as litigation. We're just seeing a lot of it happening. There's a lot of concern that's going to be kicking up. And then you have the fraud factor that Alice mentioned earlier. It just opens the door for us. So folks, you will not want to miss Jack Connick next week on the podcast. Good to have you with us, everybody. I want to say a special thank you as we exit to our sponsors again. I want to say thank you to Finastra, the MBA, Lenders One, Mobility, MMI, Modex, Knowledge Coop, the Mortgage Collaborative, SnapDocs, Success Kit, Lender Toolkit, total expert and form free. Good to have you with us, everybody. Have a great week and look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Licken on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Licken of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week and thanks for listening.